Hey guys, welcome to Patel Me About It. I'm your host, Kunal Patel, and I'm really excited for week two because we are going to be talking a lot of football. We got college football, we got NFL starting, a lot of storylines, a lot of topics, upsets, predictions, so it's going to be a great episode. But before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to take a minute and thank you guys, the listeners, for all this support, feedback, love, you know. You guys really made week one happen. I didn't know what to expect when I published it, but I got a lot of great feedback, so I'm really excited to continue making this thing better and just moving forward and producing more uh, episodes for you guys. Um, The other thing I want to address is what I posted on my Facebook page. I mentioned that I was going to match every like and download I got on SoundCloud and donate that to... Um, a charity for the Hurricane Harvey victims, and I plan on doing that this weekend. So I just wanted to address that. And then lastly, I'm still working on getting my podcast up on iTunes where people can subscribe and make it easier for my listeners. So bear with me. I know SoundCloud isn't the best thing, but I really appreciate you guys listening to it for the meantime, and uh, we, we will get that on iTunes. So then we can start really ramping up and subscribing and sharing that uh, iTunes link. Uh, but for today's episode, I got a good friend of mine, Ty Johns, joining me here. I've known Ty for about 10 years. We grew up in Brenham, Texas together. He played some high school football, and so he he watches a lot of football. He knows a lot about football, so, I mean, we keep mentioning the word football. Today's topic is basically football, so what, what better guest to have than Ty Johns? And he's actually got a funny story. Not a funny story, but a pretty cool story that he's going to share at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that. But first, DJ Ofresh here is going to get us started. Nobody move. I'm about to come through, man. I promise. Open the door. You know you can't turn up without us. All right. Well, I got my buddy here, Ty Johns, next to me. Thanks for having, or thanks for coming and being with us, or with me. I keep saying us, like I have a producer. I don't have a producer, so <laughs> thanks for being with me in my studio slash apartment. Appreciate it, man. I'm I'm excited about coming on here. Yeah, yeah, and I'm super glad you're here because you're an Aggie, and um, if you hadn't heard, you guys blew a 34 point <laughs> lead. So uh, well, I wasn't aware of that. I'm not I'm not gonna waste any time. I'm not gonna beat around the bush. Thoughts on that? Uh, I, I don't really see how the the coaching staff can continue the way the culture is right now and the fan base. It, it just seems like either sometime this season or after the season that there will be a coaching change in College Station, and I'm, I'm not really seeing any way around it. So you mentioned fan base, but like the Busby guy, the Board of Regents, you know, he went out on social media on Facebook and said. I don't know what exactly he said, but he basically alluded to him being fired. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's probably more than anyone in a high-ranking position at A&M has said up to blunt, this point. Yeah, that's so, as blunt as you can be. Uh, like, it's definitely, if, if there was a hot seat, uh, this thing just got turned up another notch. And we knew it was hot going in. Oh, <laughs> we knew it was hot going in. People have talked about the hot seat for someone in the past few seasons, and so I just, I think it just continues to get worse until... So would you would you fire him... Mid-season or after? If you have, like, I'm not saying do you want him fired, but for me personally, I hate firing mid-season. I think it does no good for recruiting, no, does no good for the kids 
or the program present. Like, you might as well do it at the end of the season. I would agree with that. Yeah. I don't really see any point unless you're trying to test out a coach you have on staff to think about bringing him on for the next year. Is there anyone on that staff? And I would say no. I, I think John Chavis has kind of lost it yeah. um, as far as – He's uh, an LSU guy, right? He, used to, he was from LSU, yeah, and – He's I mean, his defenses. I don't I don't know if it's part of someone's scheme or not, but they just haven't really panned out uh, for the past couple of years. Yeah. Well, good luck, Aggie fans. And that, that's a great segue <laughs> into myself I'm wearing a Texas shirt. I still believe um, I got a I got a there's an elephant in the room. Last week on the podcast, I said Texas will get to eight wins, which I will still stand by. I'm not going back on my word there, but I I do owe the Maryland football program an apology. I listened to the podcast maybe three times since uh, since last week, since producing it or publishing it, whatever. And every time I laughed because I literally, I was like, I stopped my brother. I don't know if you remember. I stopped my brother and was like, I got to be honest. I didn't even know Maryland has a football program. <laughs> and damn straight, they have a football program. They came into Austin. I think 88,000 was the attendance and kicked our ass. So sorry, Maryland. Sorry, Texas. I think I jinxed y'all. But we're good. We're fine. Week by week. All I will say on the Texas note is last year we beat Notre Dame and everyone freaked out and said Texas is back. We jumped to 11 in the rankings and then we won five games last year. So if anything, week one's not an indicator for Texas football. So I'm going to leave it at that for Texas. But We've known that week one's not an indicator for A&M either. Yeah. Because the past... You, However long someone's been here, he comes out hot in yeah, the first week. Four and oh, five and falls on his face yeah. sometime in late October. So Texas fans, uh, we can all be in sorrow. Texas, Texas A and M. I hate Baylor, so I <laughs> almost don't even want to bring them up. But damn, they lost to Liberty by how much? Or sorry, they, it was pretty close. But it they was were close, a thirty-three yeah. or thirty-eight point favorite. So that's pretty sorry if you ask me. Um, so Texas football is not looking good. Yeah, offenses can score points, but defenses in the state of Texas have trouble stopping. Yeah, and you kind of alluded to a point. You mentioned something about like high school football. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where I heard it the other day. People were talking about how the Texas high school football has become so much of a, a spread offense, and, and defenses are having to adapt to defending that spread offense. And the kids coming out of Texas, who UT, A and M, Baylor, all are recruiting. They're not as physical as you might find in a state like Mississippi or Georgia uh, where they might run a little bit more physical offense, which would then breed a more physical type defensive player. And so the defenses in Texas have seemed to be suffering for the past couple of years. And I think this past week with both all three of those teams giving up over 40 points uh, uh, just was a huge indication of, of the lack of defense. Speaking of lack of defenses in Texas, I got we're forgetting a Texas school, Texas Tech. They did get a W, but they do suck at defense. So your point stands. That's true. But I do want to give – someone at work gave me a tough time. They're like, hold on. A Texas team did win, so I had to give the Red Raiders a shout-out. So, whatever. Um, Speaking of winning, you know who was winning on the field? Cam Newton's little brother, who we both kind of laughed (laughs) because I don't think anyone knows his real name. It's Cam Newton's little brother. And he goes to Howard. Shout-out Howard slash Rishi. He also goes there. Last week's guest. Um, Howard University beat UNLV – a 45-point underdog. Probably, I think it was the biggest upset yeah, in college biggest football. biggest upset as far as Vegas odds go. Um, time. And I, and I, it's easy for me to say this now, but when Cam Newton's brother, we're debating his name is Kalen or Caleb? 
It's something like yeah, that. Yeah, we don't know for sure. But <laughs> I remember when he committed to Howard, I tweeted at my brother and, and like, did the eye emoji. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And now look at it. So I'm not that I called it. I'm just saying it runs in the family, Cam Newton's. <laughs> but um, let's talk to the let's talk to big boys here. Alabama, Florida State. That was a heck. Of I a picked game. Florida State. I truly thought they would win. I feel really bad for Francois, young guy. Um, hopefully, he has a re- speedy recovery for next year and his future. But he's out for the year. Um, so I guess well, let's not even waste time on Florida State. Their season's kind of down the drain. Seems that way, unfortunately. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But Alabama looks like Alabama, like, every year. Yeah. They they came in, and they did exactly what we thought they would. They played amazing defense with players that none of us have heard of, but will all go first round. Yeah. And their offense just did enough to score points. Their quarterback just did enough, didn't turn the ball over. It's, it's uh, the It's the – What's the word I'm looking for? It's a formula Alabama has ran That's for the exactly past right. couple of years, and it's worked. Greg Malcolroy, uh, AJ McCarron, Jalen Hurts. Even last year, they made it to the. Wasn't he a true freshman or a redshirt? He's a true freshman. True freshman last year gets into a championship. He manages the game, and the defense does the job. And then they can hand the ball off to Bo Scarborough, the Derrick Henrys, Mark Ingrams of the world. Yeah. They have a deep deep play threat all the time. This year, it's Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper in the past, Julio like. It is the Alabama formula. We saw it. I don't know why I bet against it, but I learned my lesson. Alabama, you can not. It seems like you can pencil them in. It in seems the like four. you can. I don't know um, if the SEC is what they quite were a couple years ago. Yeah. It seems like they've been regressing uh, each year, and I think this is no different. Maybe their hardest test will be Auburn at the Auburn, end of the yeah. season. Florida, it was hard to. I don't think week one was indicated because of the suspensions. Yeah, we'll see. LSU looked good. Their defense looked really good. And then Auburn looked good. And we'll, we'll find out about Auburn here this week. Yeah, uh, we will. They play at Clemson, who also looked good. So, like, the top dogs, you know, a lot of teams were rebuilding, but teams are looking fine. Like, Auburn and Clemson looks fine. LSU, all those top dogs look pretty good. Oklahoma. Oklahoma looked good, which leads us to another big game this weekend, Oklahoma at Ohio State. Last year, Ohio State went into Norman and beat them. This year, they're hosting in Columbus. I got Ohio State again. Um, I know they looked vulnerable against Indiana, but I heard Kirk Herbstreit say that Indiana was the best, had the best combo of wide receivers and QBs the Ohio State Buckeyes would see all year. I mean, I don't trust everything Herbie says. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Like, IU, IU's supposed to be a basketball school. They should not be hoisting the best offense they'll see, but... I don't know. Uh, Ohio State looked fine in the second half. So, I got Ohio State. I think you said Oklahoma? Yeah, Ohio State did look dominant in the second half there. But I just I really like the, the matchup of Baker Mayfield against the very young secondary of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, they lost a lot of players um, to the draft in their secondary, safeties, yeah. corners. Yeah. Uh, a lot of really good players at that. Um, in and they're catching them at the beginning of the season. If, if this matchup was maybe later in the season, I might yeah. feel a little bit better about Ohio State's secondary. But For at sure. this point, I think uh, I would have to give the edge to Oklahoma. Okay, so you got OU there. I got Ohio State. What about Stanford at USC? That's another top 15 matchup. I'm obviously rooting for USC because, as you know, <laughs> I'm going through the game next week when Texas visits USC. And I want USC to be basically number one in the country and for – my Texas Longhorns, shit, I wouldn't even care if we lose to San Jose State and then we roll into L.A. and beat USC. 
So I'm rooting for USC and Stanford. I think they can win if they're hosting again. But Stanford, I mean, David Shaw's always a well-coached team, always is competitive. They're quietly 14. Thoughts on that game? Yeah, Stanford plays physical. Uh, they yeah. they always pack a punch, whether it's them running the ball or their their front, their defensive front is always pretty solid. Um, Sam Donald didn't look super great last week. Heisman hopeful, two interceptions. Yeah, it didn't look like a like a Heisman type candidate, no. but I would expect that he would bounce back. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't like we were talking earlier. One game's not really a good indication, especially yeah. at the beginning of the season. One of those uh, we, we kind of pick on him there. One of the interceptions I think was on a hail mary to end the half, so we won't count that against him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he didn't look dominant. They didn't look dominant. Western Michigan is a decent program, but they lost their coach. You would think they wouldn't be as good, but they were there. And then <laughs> I'm a Notre Dame fan. I know a lot of people give me a tough time about it. I root for them. They're hosting Georgia this week. Georgia's starting quarterback is not playing. Boomers is first. I don't know his last name, but he he played a pretty good game week one. They're missing their quarterback. Notre Dame looked good. Thoughts on that game? Top twenty five matchup again. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see Notre Dame ranked. Honestly, yeah, we just looked at it before, and they're they jumped twenty four, I believe. Yeah, they were twenty four or twenty three, uh, but either way, last season was not a, a, a season to remember for the the Fighting Irish, but. Uh, I think this game will actually be a pretty good one. I, I, w- I would probably give the edge to Georgia and yeah. Nick Chubb and their SEC offensive line, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised one bit to see Notre Dame win that game. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, and then the last game, the last big game for week two is Auburn at Clemson. We kind of touched on Auburn. They might be Alabama's biggest threat in the SEC. I'm going Clemson because, damn, they reloaded uh, Tommy Kelly, I think. The Taj or the Sean Watson uh, <laughs> replacement, and he looks he looked good. Threw like a fifty yard bomb on the first drive or second drive, and they look like they got things rocking and rolling down in down in Clemson. Yeah, Davo Sweeney did a good job of reloading that roster. Yeah. They look dominant again. I, I would give the edge to Clemson in that ball. And game. the ACC is wide open. I know we don't want to dive too much into it, but Florida State's out. Yeah, it seems like. Clemson's schedule got a lot easier, easier I would yeah. say. With they got Louisville and, the Mi- and Miami, but yeah. if they can get through Auburn, they can afford a loss after that. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Anything else, college football? I mean, it was a hell of a week one. It's, it was good to have it back. I shouldn't say it was a hell of a week one. It was good to have college football back, but it wasn't like – there wasn't that game. I know, like, for the national audience, the UCLA A&M game was great. We got to see Chosen Rosen – you're an Aggie. You can't appreciate that. I can't appreciate that because I wasn't watching. Um, I don't know. Week one was it was cool. Didn't tell us much. I'm more looking forward to week two. I think we got some marquee matchups. Teams are starting to find like settle in. Right. Week one's almost like their preseason. Most teams play FCS teams and just you know figure it out. Week two, I think, will be more of an indicator. Um, but it is week one for the NFL. The NFL's back in 24 hours. I guess by the time you're listening to this, it probably will be less than 24 hours. So a um, lot of storylines going into the NFL season. I think the first one we got to talk about is Tom Brady. He's now 40. and he just turned uh, 40 during fall. And had a concussion last year, according to his wife. But somehow <laughs> he played through it. Slipped the cat um, on the bag. What, so I just, we got to talk about it. Is he... Do you see any decline coming in his future, Tom Brady's? And by future, I mean this year. I don't think when I say future, it can't be more than three years. 
and I almost regret saying that because who knows? He hasn't shown any sign of declining, but what do you think? I don't know. It's kind of a tough one for me because Peyton Manning had an amazing year and set all kinds of records, and then the following season, he just kind of dropped off. So I don't know that we're going to really see a decline from Tom Brady, Um, and we might just see one of this, whether it's this season or one of the next ones coming up, but him just really start to to decline. But I I would say Tom Brady's physical uh, makeup and and the way he takes care of his body is um, second to none. So they probably go for years. um, No, yeah, and it's just like the system. They they release the ball fast. They don't allow him to get hit much. Um, They're just dude. They're dominant. I was listening to a podcast before this about like odds in the lines. I think. They're a plus 6,000 to make the playoffs, if I have that correct. Yeah, plus 6,000 to make the playoffs. You have to freaking bet $6,000 to win 100 for them to make the playoffs. And they're like a they're a heavy favorite to win the Super Bowl to the point where like even if Tom Brady gets hurt for some reason, Jimmy G, they're still like a top four to win the Super Bowl. So they're loaded. They'll be back. What about the Falcons? I know... Um, we would, probably wouldn't be having this conversation had the Falcons won. I think Tom Brady didn't play well in that game for 35 minutes and then just kind of took over. Turned it on. So we're not having this conversation, but we are because the Falcons blew it. And sorry, Falcons fans, for reliving <laughs> this. But your season starts soon, so you can you can forget about it. But do you think they bounce back? The Super Bowl hangover, as they call it? Yeah, I mean, the... The statistics in the past doesn't really lie. I mean, there, there's teams that, like Carolina, for instance, last year, that just kind of yeah. completely imploded and, and came back, and they weren't hungry enough and, and weren't dedicated, and they didn't even make the playoffs. But I think with the leader like Matt Ryan, I, I do expect the Falcons to be just fine. I think they will uh, be right back in the mix in the playoffs and, and and possibly back in the Super Bowl. I, I think they're going to have a really good year again. Yeah. Have you seen the Gatorade commercial with, like, Matt Ryan? How, how <laughs> can have. you not? Yeah, it just seems like, okay, yeah, he's working. He, he seems like he's dedicated to get back to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Um, failure, I think. Gatorade commercial. Yeah. 28 Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't. That's that's funny. Um, we're both Texans fans, so we got we got to talk about yeah. that. I know we've had many, many conversations about Deshaun Watson, Tom Savage. We're rolling with Savage week one. How long do you think? I'm going to pull up the Texans' schedule, actually. How long do you think until Watson takes over? Because it's inevitable, right? Like, I'm asking you. You're kind of struggling, but it's inevitable, I right? think we've talked about this before. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of if Savage is, is doing well and we're winning games to leave it that way. Yeah. I don't think... If we go to Deshaun Watson, that means the team is not winning, which we, is disappointing. Yeah, we did talk about this, yeah. And, and, so, and that's a fair point. I, I hope we don't see Deshaun Watson this season, honestly. That means Savage is playing well, we're winning ball games. he's staying healthy, and Deshaun Watson doesn't have to get exposed in his first year in the league, and he can kind of learn a little bit, get his feet wet, and still you know, be building his confidence. I do expect him, at least by next season, to be running this team. Um, and I, I hope he is, and I hope he is at a high level. Uh, I think that was a great pick, but I, I just am kind of nervous to see him year one in a, a team that has such high aspirations with a defense that has won maybe two more 
dominant. The win- yeah, the window's definitely closing. It's closing. Yeah. So if we're we're rolling with a rookie QB, I don't know if I like our chances very good. Yeah, um, I, I see what you mean with the savage. I will say we have our bye week. I think that's week seven. I could see us going three and three, and then having at Seattle. But we have two weeks to prepare for it. I could see us rolling with uh, Deshaun Watson at week seven, week eight. I guess technically after yeah. the bye. But I agree, three and three is not a hole, but it's tough to win a division, especially with Tennessee it's supposed to be pretty good this year. Right. Um, I I agree. Um, the Watson pick is more for the future. I think a lot of people are overreacting because of what Dak Prescott did last year. Even Carson Wentz in the past, we saw Ben Roethlisberger. I think it's asking for a lot for a rookie QB to come in with a Super Bowl talented roster like the Texans have and say, hey, go take us there. In three or four years, I think he can be that guy. He's an absolute winner. He's proven that, but it's a lot to ask, like you said. And then the other thing you alluded to, if we do see him, it means we're probably losing, or, God forbid, Savage gets hurt. Right. But if we're losing, it's even more pressure. We're 2-4, and or 3-3, and and now we're saying, hey, go salvage our season because we're not in rebuild mode. Even though you're 22-23, you got to go. We got to win football games to get to the Super Bowl. Right. So that it's gonna be tough. I will say, looking at our schedule, we don't play. I would say our schedule is pretty easy. We go at New England, at Seattle, pencil them in his losses. That's fine. Right. But outside of them, I don't think we play an elite quarterback except Ben Roethlisberger and Marcus Mariota. Four elite quarterbacks. You go down it. Like Bortles is trash. Trash. He he starts week one. That's fine. By the time we see Jacksonville again, he won't be starting. You don't know how how healthy Andrew Luck is. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm disregarding. I'm telling you, we're playing four good QBs: Brady, Russell Wilson, Mariota. I'll put in that class, and then Roethlisberger, Andy Dalton. No, Andrew Luck. If he's healthy, yes. If not, no. Maybe Joe Carson Flacco. Palmer hurt. Joe Flacco's rough and hurt. Jared Goff <laughs> is the biggest bust in the NFL history, or will go down. Not a fan. <laughs> you calling it? Yeah, I'm calling it. I, Jamarcus Russell and him can fight for it, but they're both going to be busts. <laughs> and then the 49ers is Brian Hoyer. The Texans have a chance to win 11 ball games, in my opinion. I agree. We're not going to go down and break it down, but I'd pencil in New England and Seattle as losses. We'll, we'll go Pittsburgh, we might lose, and then two others, you know, just slip ups, maybe at Tennessee or at Baltimore. But we should be able to win the other ball games. And so the Texans are good. The Texans have a pretty good schedule. I'm I'm looking for a big year. I mean, I agree, Savage. We're asking a lot, and I've always said this. You know this. To me, there's two type of QBs. It's either you a QB that can win a Super Bowl and a QB that can't. Unfortunately, Savage to me is one that can't win you a Super Bowl. I would agree. Um, th- I mean, you just look back in our timeline or our, our like lifetime, and it's been Roethlisberger, Wilson, Flacco, Manning, Brady, and Rodgers. And Eli. Yeah. God damn it. I always forget him. He might be the exception. (laughs) But he's won twice. Maybe he's not even an exception. But think about, I think that's probably the last 17 years we've seen seven QBs win it. I think Drew Brees won it. I missed, yeah. But he's an elite QB. That's my point. Right. We've seen guys like Cam Newton get there. I love Cam. I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning QB. We've seen Alex Smith get close. Colin Kaepernick get close. Mm -hmm. Rex Grossman somehow get there. But, you know... At some point, it, you just you need your QB to make a play. Even even the Texans last year, Brock Osweiler, we were right there, but we yeah. just he couldn't make the plays. 
And so the Texans can have a good season. That's great. We'll be competitive, but we're not Super Bowl contending, in my opinion. Um, yeah. That's, Once that's, you get to the playoffs, honestly, anything can happen if our defense forced, you know, three turnovers in yeah, a game. Like, which the Patriots Something game. crazy yeah. like that. But yeah. I would agree uh, – you really need an elite quarterback play when it's down to the final four and then, six teams. Yeah, and you're, you're down like to like that. February, January. You're playing in like Foxborough. You're playing in Denver, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. It seems like everyone's outside and weather plays a factor. So yeah. you need like a veteran QB that's that can do that. And so we'll see about that. And that actually brings me to one of the biggest storylines to me in the NFL is we're in a, to me we're in a golden era of QBs right now. And for two reasons. A, we're seeing a lot of veterans that, like, to me are Hall of Famers. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Drew Brees. So those guys are like the locks. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Those are locks. And then you got guys like Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers. Uh, Flacco has a Super Bowl ring. So, like, all those veterans, great. And then you got these young guys. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not young. He's Yeah, he's a veteran, too. Matt Ryan. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. And then you got the James Winston's, Derek Carrs, yeah. Marcus Mariota, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott. I mean, we're loaded. There's only like five teams, six, seven teams that just don't have a QB. That's unfortunate, but it's a golden era of, of QBs, and I think that might be a reason why we're seeing like this air raid of NFL. Like, do, we don't see running backs anymore, right? Like, there's not that no. dominant running back. When we grew up, I remember playing fantasy football. It was a Larry Johnson's, Priest Holmes, Marshall Falks, Sean Alexander's. None of that. Yeah, I would say that Adrian Peterson might be the last one. The last one, yeah. I mean, we, we saw Zeke have a great year, but I, unfortunately the kid can't get it together. I think he's going to have a, a lot of off-the-field issues, which is unfortunate because he is an excellent talent. He has what it takes to yeah. be that next running back. But the Cowboys have a great combination with – uh, awesome offensive line. Yeah, he the, perfect. Like he he was sitting on a pot of gold, but exactly. he ruined it. So, I mean, I, I guess the question I'm getting to, which we're not forget the old ones that are like not the old ones, the veterans that are going to the Hall of Fame. Out of the young ones, and I, I'm thinking I'm going Winston, Mariota, Carr, Prescott, Wentz. Who I'm you taking? Like- yeah, those five. I think those five. Are the new age QBs? Who would you want leading, leading a Super Bowl ready team? Who are you most comfortable with saying, "Hey, go win us a Super Bowl"? Just from the interviews I've seen, and along with on the field play, I would have to say Derek Carr. Yeah, I think he's an extremely good leader, and he has the physical tools to boot. Like yeah. he can put the ball anywhere on the field, and he's gotten the Oakland Raiders, a team that's been terrible. For, for our last, entire lifetime. Yeah. Until, like what, like 02? Two decades, yeah. Yeah, they were in the Super Bowl. So, before, he's got them winning and, and yeah. looking really good yeah. and, and a big playoff contender. So, I, I would have to go with him. What about you? Uh, I'm probably going to go Derek Carr, too. I know that's not really exciting. But, yeah, no, Derek Carr, for all the reasons you said, we saw last year a talented, talented Oakland Raiders team fall apart without him. I think he got hurt in week 15. They played one regular season game without him and then lost to the Texans in the playoffs. Without him. And they just looked lost. I think it was Matt McGloin, which 
I mean, bless his soul, <laughs> he wasn't going to win a playoff game. No. But Derek Carr showed how important he is to the to the franchise. I th- I mean, I'm going to be a little biased here. I think Carson Wentz is going to take the next step this year. He looks like a mini Ben Roethlisberger. I think Prescott's great. I think he's a great game manager. He's got great accuracy. Um, and he doesn't make too many mistakes. But he's also blessed with a great target, a great coaching staff, a great running game, and a great offensive line. Um, Carson Wentz literally had the opposite. I think <laughs> Nelson Aguilar might be half blind. He couldn't catch a ball last year. Um, Carson Wentz played behind a good line until Lane Johnson had to get suspended. He played against, so he just didn't have the resources around him. I think this year we'll see Carson Wentz take all the right steps and take become a leader for the Eagles, and they're actually my sleeper team. We'll get to it later. I know that's super biased because they're like my second favorite team, <laughs> but um, we'll get to predictions here in a sec. I want to kind of break down the matchups uh, week one. We got some good ones. We're starting tomorrow night, Chiefs-Pats. Yeah, I like the Thursday night games. The Thursday night games are fun. They're yeah. usually fun. Uh, it's usually the, I think it's always actually the Super Bowl champion place, right? It's a ring night. I think so. Um, actually, speaking of ring night, I don't know if you heard this. I wanted to bring this up. A couple weeks ago, the Patriots had to reconstruct their stadium to fit the fifth Super Bowl banner. Like, what? <laughs> what, what a, a terrible problem. Yeah, what a terrible problem. You're, you're Robert Kraft. Someone comes up to you and says, hey, we have a problem with the stadium. <laughs> uh, we can't fit all your championship banners. Darn. I would say, here's $100,000 and go do whatever you want. Like, that's, like, Actually, take that back. I would just be like, extend it even further. We're getting at least two more with Brady and Belichick <laughs> and Garoppolo. But shit, make it three. Like, they're solid. So what a problem to have. Right. Uh, going back to tomorrow's games, I'm not high on the Chiefs. They're one of the teams that made the playoffs last year. Alex Smith seems like his time is up. Andy Reid, I love him. Great coach. But his time management sometimes gets bites him in the ass. Uh, I'm not high on the Chiefs. They're... Good, not great. I got the Pats, and of course, I mean, Super Bowl champions, Ring Night, Foxborough, football's back. They they gotta win, right? Yeah, it's hard to bet against the Patriots in any game. The Chiefs always seem like a team that I'm like, yeah, they're not gonna win. They're not gonna win. They just always seem to win. I don't I don't get it. They always win ten or eleven games yeah. in the season, and it's that defense. They like, just hang com- around. Yeah. They're kind of like the the the. Texans in a way. Yeah, yeah. No, their rosters are pretty similar. I think the Chiefs probably have more offensive weapons. Eh, maybe. Actually, maybe not this year they anymore. Pretty, yeah, they're, they're, that's matched. actually a pretty good comparison. Um, and, and that, But that's the issue with both teams. Exactly. You trust Alex Smith getting you to the next step. Right. We've seen it not happen. And I think the front office knows it now with the Pat Mahomes uh, drafting. So they know. I mean, he's the future. He's making some incredible throws in the preseason. I think we'll see him sooner rather than later. You said the same about Deshaun Watson. It's kind of eerie how yeah. similar the two teams are. Yeah, and the, how the franchises have been ran the past few years. Like, with always hanging around, like you said, like, uh, it's the Chiefs, like, 9-10 wins, they'll get the playoffs. Yeah. They won't, yeah. They'll lose in the first two rounds, but yeah, exactly. they'll be in the playoffs. <laughs> exactly. Um, another game, Eagles at Redskins. Again, I'm being biased here. I'm a huge Eagles fan. But, I mean, it's the NFC East rivalry game. Uh, I think the East might be the second-best division in the NFL this year. 
NFC South being the first, we'll break that down a little bit later. But I think they might be the best. I, the East? I honestly think all four all of those four, teams yeah. could be in the playoffs. It's hard to look at any of them. I think the Redskins might be the worst, but I shouldn't even say worst because I think they're just the fourth best, right? right? Like it's one of those. It's one of those <laughs> exactly. things. Like all four teams are good. Uh, there's not room for all four in the playoffs, but I mean, it's one of those years where like they could have the best records, but one of them won't get in because a they're beating each other up, and b there's just not room in the playoffs. But I got the Eagles. I think they're gonna have. I guess let me just say it right now. I think they're the surprise team. They're gonna win the East this year, especially with the Zeke Elliott suspension. I don't trust Eli. The Giants don't have a running game. I think their coach is one dimensional. He doesn't. He doesn't get sexy with the play call. And then Kirk Cousins, is, he lost Jackson. He got Terrell Pryor, but they also don't have a running game. I think the Eagles can win that division and surprise a lot of folks. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have any argument there. I, I do think the, the Cowboys aren't going to make any kind of advancements in, in where they finished last year. I didn't see them get any better. All I saw was them lose players during the offseason yeah. to suspension uh, for various reasons. So I think they're going to have a hard first half of the season, and it's going to be interesting to see how big of a hole that they are going to have exactly. to climb out of. Exactly. If, if they lose four or five games in the first half of the season, I think the Eagles, the Eagles it, yeah, it, it just makes advantage. the whole division wide yeah. open. So, yeah. Uh, That'll be interesting. That, I think that game has a lot on the line for being a week one matchup just because NFC East, the division that's wide open between a four-team race, you got to win the games, you know. You want to have the tiebreakers when it comes down to it. Uh, the next game is the Raiders at Titans, which could be like a little playoff, like two talented teams, AFC. A lot of people are picking the Titans to be that team to make the jump. Thoughts on that? Like, I, you're a Mariota guy. Yeah, I, I like Mariota the, the person. I don't know if I'm super sold on him being. I picked him up in fantasy. I'm sold like, on him. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm sold I on mean, him. I hope he does. Honestly, like I said, I think he's a great dude. Yeah. But I, I don't. I haven't seen it yet. I guess I've yeah. seen flashes of it, and he might be making a leap this year. One thing I do like about the Titans, though, is that they have slowly been making their offensive line yeah. I into figured. a juggernaut. Yeah, and uh, I do. I do think that helps out tremendously. It helped the Cowboys out amazingly last year, and. Um, the Titans have a quietly really good running game as well. Don't DeMarco, they have DeMarco Murray? Yeah, and uh, Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry. So yeah. that's an awesome one to And they quietly to have on. a good off uh, wide receiver core. Rashard Matthews, Eric Decker, they drafted Corey Davis, and Delaney Walker still. They're tied in. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best They got ends. four weapons just, like, ready. And Mariota can run. People, like, don't underestimate that. You need a scrambling QB when everything yeah. fails. But it, it, he's not a scrambling QB. He's a pocket passer that can be mobile, right? Like, yeah. he's not out there Michael Vicking and running, but he can if the play breaks down. I think that's really necessary, and so that'll help them. That's an interesting game because uh, the Raiders have the talent. They're a lot of people's biggest threat to the Pats, and then the Titans are everyone's, like, surprise team this year, yeah. which kind of defeats the purpose of being a surprise team if <laughs> everyone's picking them. So right. I'm actually with you with like I think Mariota is great. I think they have a lot of weapons. They have a great offensive line. I'm not so sold on them yet. I think Mariota's gonna have a big year, but that defense, they like 
Yeah. Can they make the step? I, I think the same goes for the Raiders and the Titans. Yeah, the Raiders. Like, like, what's their defense like? I mean, I don't you know. have Khalil yeah. Mack on the the Raiders. I can't. Who's predicting player, himself but. to get like thirty sacks? <laughs> yeah, Him I mean, and Von Miller are both trying to get thirty each. That's ridiculous. I don't. I don't know. That's not happening. <laughs> um, and you're right. They're second. When when it's going to come down to if they're the best team, it's either them and the Steelers and them and the Pats, right? In the AFC Championship yeah. game. I can't imagine a scenario where the Patriots line up. Brandon Cooks, Rob Gronkowski, um, they have a second tight end. Dwayne Allen, I think. They have Dorsett yeah. now. From Philip Dorsett on the outside and Amendola. Just split it five wide. I don't think the Raiders can defend that. I don't think a lot of teams I don't, in the NFL. I don't know of any teams. Yeah, I don't think a lot of teams can, but if we're going just AFC, I don't think the Raiders can defend that. So you're right. They have their flaws, but it'll be fun. So the AFC, we're basically saying no one can compete with the Pats. So we'll jump to the <laughs> NFC. The Fox Sunday NFL game of the week, whatever. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be calling that on Fox. It's Seahawks at Packers, which is probably an NFC Championship preview. Um, more than likely, they're the two favorites. Probably them and the Falcons and Cowboys somewhere yeah, between those between four those teams. Four, I would yeah, say. Um, I like the Packers a lot this year. They were completely depleted last year and somehow made it to the NFC Championship. And now Aaron Rodgers has more weapons. I think. Ty Montgomery has an offseason of being in the backfield. You picked up Martellus Bennett. You got a healthy Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb. I think they're loaded. Yeah, it, it was kind of incredible to see how far the Packers could go on on, on Aaron Rodgers' back. Yeah. Alone, like, basically. Uh, exactly. He's, he's, he's one of the best, if not the best, uh, the game has seen. So I, I would be hard-pressed to ever against the Packers. Yeah, I, I'm not sold on the Seahawks because of that offensive line. I know Wilson can run. He can make plays for himself. Their defense is probably as good as anyone's in the NFL, if not the best. They just picked up Sheldon Richardson, Rich Get Richer, and Earl Thomas is back and healthy, Richard Sherman, Bobby mm-hmm. Wagner, Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill. Like, they are loaded. Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. Legion One of my favorite back. players. Yeah. Earl Thomas is my favorite, so like... You UT fan. Yeah, the Longhorn bias <laughs> comes out again. Oh, God He's a great it. player, though. I'm sad again that Texas sucks. <laughs> Anyways, the Seahawks, they're good, but they have flaws, too. So that's going to be an interesting game, and it's funny. Again, we're talking about a Week 1 matchup having implications because I could see both Seattle and Green Bay being 11-5, and 12-4. and four. I could design a home... Exactly. Because for for would you want, if you're Russell Wilson, would you want to play in Lambeau? Who is Seattle's running back? Thomas Rawls. Right. Like yeah, you, <laughs> that's another thing. There's a flaw right there. Actually, I asked myself that, but I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. I think it's Rawls, but that that's a uh, that's a flaw they have. But I, I guess we're talking previews and everything. Let's just let's cut to the chase. Let's let's get some predictions. I like having. Things written in stone so everyone can make fun of me, like the Texas 8-4, and four, <laughs> or me picking Florida State last week. Hey, no shame. Let's just go through it. Uh, we're going go, to go division by division here and just kind of rap, uh, rapid fire here. NFC East, I got the Eagles. <laughs> That's really biased of me. But I just think that their front seven is one of the best, if not the best. Brandon Graham, Jordan Hicks, they drafted Derek Barnett. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, possibly. I'm missing one. Fletcher Cox. I knew I was missing someone. They've got a great front seven. Yeah, and then they 
traded for Ronald Darby. Thank God the Bills are a stupid run organization and <laughs> giving away talent. Ronald Darby's going to be a stud. That was for a us. huge pickup. Yeah, I thought that was a huge pickup, and I think Derek Barnett's going to be a uh, little diamond in the rough in the draft there. He's the guy from Tennessee. Tennessee, correct? yeah, I'm sure you see. Honestly. Was I liked him better than Miles Garrett? Yeah, I, we had this talk there in draft night. Miles um, Garrett's hurt, by the way. He I, has I he's know. pending an MRI. He may not play week one, and it might be longer. So, Jeez. Just side note on that. So I got I got the Eagles in the NFC East. Cowboys, I, Giants, Reds. We, we, we talked mentioned about this earlier. This yeah. division's wide open. I got a second. I got the Cowboys making the wild card out of the yeah. NFC East. I, I think I have it flipped. I think I have the Eagles as the wild card. Okay. With the Cowboys winning. Again, that's probably me. I would. You know this. My fans may not. I hate the Cowboys more than any franchise <laughs> in any sport of all time. Sorry, I probably lost a lot of listeners there, but that's fine. Go Eagles, <laughs> fly Eagles, fly. So NFC East, we got. We each have two teams making it. So NFC South, which is my. Uh, toughest division, for in my opinion, I think it's one of those. You got the Panthers, who <laughs> should bounce back. You have the Falcons, the defending runner-ups. You got the Buccaneers, the NFC, everyone's NFC like surprise team, and then the Saints, who are, are going to probably score fifty points a game and still lose like <laughs> ten games. So, the Drew Brees is going to set more. Records. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going to have historical seasons and their defense is as well for all the wrong reasons. Like so, eight games in this playoffs. But they're going to be competitive. Like you're not going to go into the Superdome and be like, "Oh, it's the Saints." You're going to be like, "Oh crap, yeah. we better get like the game plan ready. We're playing Sean Payton and the Saints." I've got, uh, dude. I'm actually torn on this division because I think the Buccaneers can make the playoffs, but I don't think they will just yet. I think Winston needs one more year. I watched him make too many dumb mistakes. Like, he's still... I don't know. Like he hasn't taken the uh, ball security thing too seriously. And that's a huge thing come playoff time. Every possession, possession matters. I'm going to go Falcons win the division. And then my second wildcard team I'm using up right here with the uh, Panthers, not Buccaneers. It'll be close, though. This division will be very close. Yeah, I would... I was... Going to say the exact same thing. Falcons, Panthers. Falcons, Panthers, with Panthers being the wild card, second okay. wild card. Yeah. In the NFC. Okay. So, so we got both of our wild card teams out of the way. We'll go NFC North. I don't think this one's up for much debate. I got the Packers. Yeah, the Packers. <laughs> uh, as well. Yeah, the Lions are always fun. Uh, Stafford somehow find like finds receive like he just rejuvenates some like wide receivers somehow and like makes yeah. them good. He's showering in money right now. Yeah, so. and like I think he he's think he's he'll done. Be okay. he's, yeah, he's coasting <laughs> into the sunset now. Uh, what does that leave us? NFC West again. I don't think this one's up for much debate. A lot of people have the Cardinals still hanging around as a playoff contender. I don't. Uh, Carson Palmer, I'm yeah. done. He had a I just look at the career. quarterbacks in this division. Yeah. You got Jared Goff. You were Who, saying you, I, you already know how I feel about Goff. <laughs> Not the best. Then you have I don't even. You said Brian Hoyer's for San Francisco yeah, right now. Brian Hoyer. Who? And then good, Austin not Palmer. great. Yeah, yeah. So we're Seahawks there. I, I would have to go Seahawks. Yeah, I, I don't see it being any. Other yeah. Way. So I guess from last year's playoffs, we have the Giants not making it, the Lions not making it, and we inserted the Eagles and the Panthers. We both correct. We're in agreement there. Let's jump to the AFC. Let's not waste any time. AFC East: Pats, Jets, maybe no. Jets. I don't think the Jets gonna win. I'm gonna be honest. I'm just gonna put that on record. <laughs> they're gonna be they preseason right now. They're not favored in any of their games. Uh, that's saying something already. 
Yeah, like, they play the Browns, it, don't they? I think so. And at home, you get three points in the NFL. So that's saying even more. Um, <laughs> they're bad. They're just really bad. They're tanking for the Chosen Rosen, Sam Darnold, or Josh Allen. And somehow they're going to mess that up and not get any of them. So <laughs> have fun, Jets fans. So Pat's in the East. Right. AFC South. Uh, this one's going to kind of hurt me. What? Who you got? I want to let you go first. That's the Texans division. Right. I, I'm going to say the Texans. Okay. I, I don't think the, the Titans make the step, and I, and I don't think the Colts are going to have... No, he's, they're not going to have luck. They're not going to have luck long enough to... They're not going to have a healthy luck, yeah, like you said, or he's not going to be long enough. So you got the Texans. I'll go the Texans as well. I'm going to go back. We'll come back to the wild card, because I think the AFC is a pretty weak division to where we might get like an 8-8 eight and eight team sneak in the wild card. So we'll go Pats in the East, Texans in the South, AFC North. Um... Who's that? The Browns, Ravens, Steelers, and Steelers. Bengals. Yeah, Steelers. Yeah. I got the Steel. We we kind of we haven't talked about the Ravens, who always like are decent, but it just seems like they're done now. Like it's over. Yeah. Right. We, you talk about the window of opportunity. That one just seems done. Who do they, who's left on that team? They're well coached. Don't get me wrong. John Harbaugh and Joe Flacco to me is still a pretty good quarterback, but. Who is who is he throwing the ball to? Mike Wallace, I think. That's about it. Yeah, I, I can't name very many players on the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, no, I got the Steelers. Terrell Suggs, is he still hurt? I think so. He had or a bad Achilles last yeah, year. Yeah, he right? had a bad injury, so I don't know if he's there. Um, so yeah, I got the Steelers, and then AFC West, who pretty loaded division. Yeah, at, probably the most competitive. Well, I don't know if the in South the AFC. In the AFC, the South, South and the West, and the West are both yeah. There. I got in the West. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I think the teams beat each other up. I think the Chargers are going to be. They're my like surprise uh, wild card team. So now when we're all said and done, I'll take the Raiders in this division, not the Chiefs. I'm not sold on them this year, and I'll go with the Chargers. They lost like six games by four points or less last year. I think if you flip three or four of those, you're good. Philip Rivers got some weapons around him now. Um, I think I think they can make the wild card. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Oakland to win that division, and then for my wild card teams would be the Titans, and probably probably the Chiefs. Yeah, I'll go Titans. I'll go back and say the Titans at like eight and eight or nine and seven. Same with the Chargers. I don't think they're going to be a good wild card team. I think it'll be like eight and eight, nine and seven. And uh, they'll sneak in there. So that like that's the predictions for playoff teams. We're not going to seed it and all that, but you have a Super Bowl pick. It's hard to pick against. <laughs> We're both like looking at. It's hard to pick against. The I Pats. think I think that it's going to come out of the NFC this season. Really? I think that the NFC is absolutely loaded. I think whoever is able to survive that playoff yeah. uh, bracket uh, will. Will win. I, I don't. I don't know if the Patriots are as good as they were last year. Right now, it seems like they always seem to reload, yeah. kind of like Alabama. But uh, they lost Edelman, and yeah, that's a big loss. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, right now. Uh, so you're taking the NFC. I'm taking the NFC. The <laughs> NFC winner. That's winner. fair. Yeah. At this point, that's fair because I was about to say the line right now. The AFC is minus one to win it, like as is. So that's saying something. I basically mean. To me, it's coming from the AFC because I'm really high on the Steelers. Um, it's either the Pats or the Steelers for me. It's hard to bet against the Pats, but and and it's really hard to repeat, right? Like we know as good as the Patriots have been, have they repeated in our 
lifetime. They've won like five, but I don't think they ever repeated. Or did they repeat with the Panthers Rams? Because they didn't repeat with the Seahawks. They screwed that up. Yeah, the Giants screwed up recently. some stuff. I don't think they have. So we'll we'll get back on that one. That that's interesting. It's hard to repeat, but I'm gonna go with the Patriots. And I know that's not a sexy pick. It's the cheaters, the whatever. <laughs> I hate. I don't like the Patriots. I, I'm almost tired of seeing them. Right, like. I want to see the Steelers and Packers, the Steelers and Seahawks again, or the Cow. Well, no, never mind. Hold my thought there. I don't want to see the Cowboys. Did they repeat? Oh, four or five. Oh, four or five. So yeah, I think that is the Panthers, Rams, possibly somewhere. They. Oh no, the Eagles and Rams. The Panthers with O two. They beat my Eagles, man. That one hurts too. <laughs> Keep hurting myself here. Um, we are running out of time, so I want to talk about one thing. I did promise we had a. We, we, I had a guest that uh, played against a Super Bowl champion, and I guess we're talking about the Patriots. This is the perfect time. Ty, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background then? <laughs> so, I guess in, in high school, we had we had a lot of pretty good players, but we had one pretty <laughs> awesome player uh, that ended up going to the University of Texas. Uh, had an awesome career there at he did, UT. He did. Um, did did a great job. Played defensive tackle. And then went on to become a first-round draft pick uh, for the new for the New England Patriots, uh, and so I'm talking about Malcolm Brown. I don't the know defensive if, tackle, just to clarify. Yes, I don't know if there's any NFL diehard that's taken other Rams running back backup, but it's a little confusing <laughs> if you're a Longhorn fan because they're both Malcolm Browns were on the roster at the same time. But we are referring to um, the 300-pound. Yeah, the 300-pound. I didn't yeah. want to say it, but you go ahead. He's uh, gonna be calling you dude, after crush this. Me. But honestly, in practice, every single day, it was like a survival. What, so wait, like, you did, what, what position did you play? <laughs> oh, so I, I played center. And, and Malcolm played nose guard. And so if for the people that don't know, that means you line up right against each other. Yeah, see, a lot of times I would go down to snap the ball and his helmet would hit mine <laughs> before I even snapped the ball. It was it was pretty intimidating. Um but honestly, he made me a lot better. I, I was very undersized for a high school center. I was about 215 pounds, and Malcolm was like 315 <laughs> pounds. Uh, but he would, he would just... One of the, my least favorite things that would happen, though, is sometimes I would snap the ball, and he would immediately take his extremely large arm and smack me on the side of the head. That's as politically correct as he can say that. I'm sure it was a lot more violent oh, it, than like that. It felt very violent. And I would literally go flying. He was that strong. <laughs> and he would have a free run to the quarterback. And so I, I would have to like literally game plan for him to hit me in the head. And he's just a physical specimen yeah. at, at the high school level. I was about to say, we refer to him as 315, but he probably was... What do you think his 40 was? He was fast. I think it was it was below five. Like, I wanted to say the same. At least in high school, it may not be official, but unofficially, I'm pretty sure he ran a fi- below a five forty. As a defensive tackle, he would he, he essentially used to be able to chase down flats like the running back, right in the flat. So yeah, the, his highlight film showed like he would run down screen plays from yeah, behind to the running back. It and is incredible. So whenever he he got drafted, it was probably the most exciting thing because he was kind of projected to go you know mid first round maybe late first round I think yeah as early as 20 he was projected I think the 
Packers or C, like all those like good playoff teams were projected to take him somewhere though. So that was a that was the most exciting thing. We knew that when he would get drafted, it would be late in the first round to where it was a good end of like right. a good playoff team drafting. He wasn't going to the Browns. He wasn't going to the Browns <laughs> or the Jags or, or the, the Jets or whatever. Yeah. So he, but he kind of slipped a little bit all the way down right, to the Patriots right. at thirty-one, who took him with the last pick in the first round, and that was just a really cool thing to see a, a hometown the guy, Patriots. someone That's that crazy. you grow up with, yeah. going to the marquee franchise of the league yeah. with the best player uh, at quarterback to play the game, and so he he got to win a Super Bowl last season. Extremely happy for him, and I hope he has a great season this year. Look forward to watching him and. Uh, seeing how he does, but and it, uh, just to throw a plug in, if he's listening, I'd love to get Tom Brady on the podcast one time. So, Malcolm, <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, up, <laughs> hook it up. I'm sorry for not getting you a hotel room for prom. You know, he, he, I, I, he bullied me to try to get a prom uh, room our senior year of high school. I said no, so technically he doesn't owe me one. So I'm assuming he's not going to bring Tom Brady for me. <laughs> I'll take Bill Belichick if Tom's unavailable, but. uh no, yeah, it's cool to see a hometown hero like Malcolm make it, you know. Uh, we got a few other in the pipeline. Yeah, we have one Cortland of the best Sutton. receivers I, in the nation. I wanted to bring that up. I didn't write it down in, like, the notes for today's episode, but Cortland Sutton, for my college football fans, take note. I think he's the best wide receiver in college football this year. Plays Most at explosive. SMU, by the way. Yeah, plays at SMU from Brenham. Uh, he, he's got a chance to do something special. Like, he's gifted enough to go over the top but he's all he's not the fastest receiver but he's physical and he runs great routes and that's like a to me that's like a julio jones type i'm not saying he is julio jones but the body type and like the athleticism is represented he's more of a julio versus antonio brown right like right in that sense so in in the brenham could have actually two players get drafted this season with austin schlotman Oh, man, playing, I forgot about him. Playing offensive center for TCU. Second team all Big 12 last year. Yeah, he's preseason, like, honorable mention All-American. Yep. Yeah. So, I think he is. I know he's preseason Big 12. Yeah, um, so, no, he's there. Uh, he, he's definitely on, on draft boards. I don't know if he's first round, but he's, he's, he's most likely going to get drafted barring injury. And I think that's really cool for a program that loves their players, gets their players into good colleges and universities, and... Not to see people excel like that. Just Yeah, like, no, we both saw Coach West this past weekend, so it's cool to see that program do well. High school football, man, there's nothing like it in, in the state <laughs> of Texas. you got to miss it. You miss it? Oh, yeah, it's fun. I, I miss running the flag around after the touchdown. <laughs> 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 Doing push-ups and uh, getting in like little brawls in the stands and stuff. It was fun. It's all fun and games. That's right. Uh, that's all we had for today's episode, NFL-wise. You, you want to throw anything else? Rookie of the year, you want a prediction there? This is some damn good rookies this year. Your, your Aggie was taken number one overall. Jamal Adams, I think, is a stud. Yeah, I think he's going to be a stud. He's on yeah, the Jets, he's just right? on a terrible team. <laughs> he might be a shining star, honestly. Yeah, so. but it's hard for a safety to make an impact like that. That's true. Um, McCaffrey, Watson, Kaiser, Trubisky. We both watched Trubisky right here, and we're super impressed with him. He, I mean, the Bears are just a mess of a franchise. They paid, I think, $38 million guaranteed to Glennon and then traded up open up their treasure chest and trade up one pick to get Trubisky. I don't know what is happening there. <laughs> so, um, But no, the rookies are all 
They're looking good. I think the ones in the best position would be McCaffrey and Fournette. Yeah. To Fournette? Make, to make immediate impact. I was going to say McCaffrey Cook. Um, I, I like Dalvin Cook. I right always forget about Dalvin Yeah, Cook. You, people forget. Um, he actually is my... Do I want to go there? Yeah, I think he's my rookie of the year pick. I think he's got the potential to A, play on a decent team. We didn't really talk about the NFC North much, but the Vikings are decent. Good quarterback. Shouldn't say good quarterback. Good defense and a competent quarterback. Right. And I don't think they have that, a... That's... Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford. Yeah, yeah. Sooner. Um, <laughs> what was I about to say? They have they have Latavius Murray, but I think Cook... That's perfect. He's not going to have, like, 25 carries a game, but he'll get probably 25, like, touches, right? you got to use him in the back... Coming out of the backfield, you're going to give him touches... And around. He, he's versatile. I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. Um, but then, like you said, McCaffrey's a popular pick because if the Panthers are missing one thing, it's offensive weapons. Right. So they will utilize him as well. Um, it'll be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Anything you're most excited for NFL season? I think it's going to be a really competitive league this year. Yeah. I, I think there are, you know, the Patriots and those kinds of people dogs. at the top. Yeah. But uh, top to bottom, I felt like the, the league got a little more competitive. I actually do too. Outside of the Jets, who are just going to be historically bad, I'm actually okay with the Browns this year. I think they got better. I, I don't, think, I don't they think they did you could too. Say they, they got worse. I don't think they're like. Let's put it this way: I think they're going to win like three or four games. They're over under. I think it's two and a half. I would go over. I'm high on Kaiser again, Notre Dame guy, Corey Coleman, Isaiah Kroll. If Miles Garrett can stay healthy, I think he's a pretty impactful rookie. Yeah. I know they drafted well, too, so I'm excited for the Browns. I hope they're good just because Cleveland fans are in for a long, <laughs> long drought again when LeBron leaves next year. <laughs> I, we, I've ended both episodes with LeBron leaving. I promise we will talk about the NBA eventually. Last week we talked about the Kyrie Irving trade and Cavs being a loser because LeBron's leaving. I'll right. end it on that again. Yeah. Cleveland Browns fans, good luck because the Cavs are about to suck. In another year, that's just I'm just gonna say it, yeah. And hopefully, in a year, I don't have to eat my words for that. All right, man. Hey, I appreciate you uh, yeah, coming thank on. Thank you for having me on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to bring you back on. We didn't even get to talk about the Astros and Verlander. Oh, I can't, but we, I can't wait we have for about two playoffs. more weeks, three more weeks about MLB playoffs, and then we're gonna we're gonna have some fun ones for the MLB playoffs. So uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Appreciate the listeners. Uh, we are working on getting it on iTunes, so bear with us. Hopefully by the end of the weekend we'll get on iTunes. And that's when I need the listeners to subscribe and follow, and uh, we'll get that thing going. So appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we just told you about it, I guess. <laughs> I'm still looking for a tagline. I'm sorry. If you're still listening, I'm sorry. <laughs>